0: Metropolitan Council Member John Pacheco Jr. talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan about equity, transportation, economic development, and his emphasis on public service.
1: All right. Hey, today we have John Pacheco, the newest council member on the Met Council representing District 6. Uh, Governor Tim Walz appointed him to the role in February. Um, He's also the president of uh, Minnesota's Latino Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Hey, John, thanks for being here.
2: No, thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, of course. So you were actually a council member back in the early 90s. Also, what inspired you to want to come back?
2: You know, it's an interesting thing that uh, I'm I'm really a big proponent of public involvement and civic engagement. And so um, I've, I encourage everybody I work with at the Latino Chamber and other institutes that I, institutions that I've been working with. Is you, sh- you should at least sit on one public body. So I've always made that a goal uh, to sit on one public body. And uh, I was looking for uh, uh, a place for a friend of mine who's looking to get on, get engaged. And I noticed that, that the Met Council seat was up. And I literally said, you know, do I live in Sixth war- six District? And I looked it up and I did, and, and I do. And so uh, I uh, applied um, and I thought, you know, this is a good uh, um, partnership, if you will, or a good uh, um, use of my time with the Latino Chamber, as well as as the Met Council on looking at equity and gaps and what we're doing. And so um, that's how it all came about. Uh, and I was, I was surprised, actually, I got appointed, but uh, I did. And I don't know if anyone did me any favors when you look at my district, but, but it's, uh, it's coming along. Sure. Um, can you tell me a bit about your previous experience on the council, on the Met Council? Sure. This would have been, you know, like 30 years ago. Uh, and it was nowhere near where we are today. I mean, it, we didn't have transit. Uh, we didn't have any part of the transportation pretty much what, what we had was the really uh, looking at how we can um, uh, work with the seven county metro area and, and look at urban sprawl looking at how we handle housing low-income housing how we spread it out um, and then other issues that came our way obviously the uh, obviously the, uh, the big one for us at that time was the wastewater treatment and so uh and so it's a different agenda it was a little bit more um I don't know, focused on, on the policy and the land use.
1: Yeah. So that experience may not inform your your current experience as much. Um, what kind of goals do you have being in this role? You've been in it for a bit now and you you still, your tenure still has, your term still has some time left. Oh,
2: well, I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's really overwhelming when you look at um, what District 6 has. I mean, we have the, Blue line extension, the green line extension. I was meeting uh, y- yesterday with the with the BRT, the uh, E line uh, through my neighborhood, and all of these call you know uh, um, provide interaction with other with other folks, and and I'm actually real pleased about the transportation one. I, I tell folks is you know I kind of grew up with that. Uh, my mother and father um, never drove a car. I have three sisters, three brothers, so everywhere we went was on a bus. Uh, even the cabs, you can only take a yellow cab because they had those two little seats that would fold up. And then we'd all fight over those little seats. Uh, but that's, and my dad, he took the, the took the bus to work and my mom as well. Um, and my dad worked at Honeywell and if they, they moved, he, he had to, you know, figure out a new way to get to, um, uh, the different station that he was working. And so I'm, uh, I'm really attracted to trans and how, how, what a difference it makes in people's lives. So, that, so in, in some ways, the, uh, um, what we're doing today with the, these different, uh, uh, you know, these are 100-year hundred-year in, investments that we're talking about today. It's kind of exciting. Uh, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm still behind a little bit uh, in reading a lot. Uh, I actually like the tour type stuff. So um, I'm going on a bike tour to see what, you know, what are the issues regarding how we open up those, how fast can we open up these trails? Um, and that's the biggest issue over in that area right now. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'm 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 enjoying it. Uh, it's very 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 time consuming. It's uh, it's but it's 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 interesting.
1: Yeah, so I'm hearing that you you value experiencing these things yourself to truly really be able to make the decisions on them.
2: It's the, you know your your eyes get glossed over after a while when you read all the different metrics that we're trying to measure, uh, and and you know we 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 consume a lot of information uh, in all of these projects, you know, we pride ourselves on planning and, and, uh, community engagement. So whether it's the green line or blue line, they both have anti-displacement committees in place. Um, and even when the pandemic was, uh, having people home, they were doing garage door type of, uh, education around the different routes we were taking and what, where we were planning. So we couldn't, cause you can't just stop things. Um, but so I've been on the bus tour for that, uh, i do i i'm I've always again uh, sat on a number of boards that um, provide those opportunities uh and uh and whether it was the Hennepin County Library Board or the governor's task was on juvenile justice uh, uh i've been i was ten years vice chair of the Metropolitan Sports Facility Commission when it governed the metrodome uh and so there's uh, all these different interactions, but it's all been kind of local as well uh so i I'm kind of again again grew up around it yeah. Your bio isn't long enough to name all the boards
1: and things you've been involved with, right? Um, (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Do you have some thoughts on what you hope to see the med council undertake during your current tenure?
2: Well, we're pretty much uh, deep into what we're doing with, again, uh, uh, light rail and the the growth and expansion. And it's not just uh, laying the groundwork there, but it's really the development that goes around. There's billions of dollars of development that are going around the, the green line and, uh, the blue line as well. I mean, so I, I like to, I, I want to see it grow. I also um, spend time uh, in almost every, every committee I've been on over the years and, and to this one, even the previous one was on the diversity and equity, uh, the equity uh, planning that goes around some of these things. How are we providing an equitable access to transportation or to some of the uh, other services that we provide? Um, and we did, and we're doing it strategically and intentfully. So we have an advisory committee that, that meets on a regular basis. And we were just meeting the other day and talking about how, how we, how we do ensure that people have the right access. When is the bus running? When is the trains uh, are, when are they they running and how secure they are? Um, So uh, I'm, I, uh, again, I'm, I like to be interactive. I think um, looking at these gaps uh, is uh, in uh, how equity is spread through this region is, really difficult because we are, we're behind on a lot of States and as progressive as people believe we are. Um, and I, I believe we are. Um, we have a lot of work to do around equity. And so I, that's one of my, my goals there. Um, if I listen to what I'm hearing more is is safety and that's across the board. I mean, you look at it. Uh, Minneapolis is looking for a police chief. St. Paul is looking for a police chief. We are Metro Metro transit police are looking for a police chief. We're all down officers, and we're doing what we can and beating the you know bushes, as they say, to look at how we can get more officers trained and ready to go. and so make people feel a little bit more secure uh, while they're riding the, the uh, light rail or or a bus late in the evening. And so um, i um when I'm spending more time on that. I seem to, you know I, I'll give you an example is that while I'm working not only with the Latino chamber but within the Latino community, um, I led a team called Workforce Next, and it involved the largest, organi- largest organizations that were established by and for people of color in, in Minnesota here. So, Summit Academy, uh, Urban League, uh, um, uh, Among American Partnership, CLUES, uh, LEDC, Latino Economic Development Center, American Indian OIC. And what we did first was get, get together and look at how we work together ourselves and how are we tracking, what metrics are we tracking? And then we went to the legislature to 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 provide some to get some resources so we can address this. And we did focus groups in Wilmer and in Austin, and and uh, we worked within the Somali community. So I think there's a, a the other part of why I'm I'm doing this. The other part that I think is really uh, connected is is the part that we're doing at at the Met Council and where I'm doing it at the Latino Chamber in regards to equity.
1: Yeah. Um. I want to ask more about your work with the Latino Chamber, but um, what and you've touched on this. What values would you say you're bringing into this role beyond, you know, a, a
2: search for equity
1: and and focusing on that?
2: I'll, I'll, it's how I started out is that uh, I, I believe in public service. I, and so I've encouraged people to do that all the time. Just, if you go to the state secretary of state's office uh, website and you look at all the different committees, I, I, I got to tell you, there is a committee for you. I don't care if you're a plumber or a police officer, or a, uh, a scientist, uh, a youth worker. There are so many advisories uh, uh, and boards that you can be involved in. And, and it, and it work, goes across every strata, whether you're in the corporate sector or whether you're in the nonprofit sector. What can you come to the table with and how they could use your advice and skills? Uh, and I'm going to tell you, pe- people love to have people volunteering, especially in the policy area, because it's, uh, it's, it's hard to engage people. Um, and, uh, so the values there, I think, uh, it comes around community en- engagement, community involvement, um, and really getting to what's important. I mean, right now you know, we can look at the, um, the expansion of light like rail and say, you know, the, whether it's a tunnel or, or the, you know, the, um, what we're doing as far as growing, but it it gets beyond that. I mean, it's, it's really, uh, it's, uh, not only the engagement in that area, but it, it is, you know, how many trees uh, we would take away along the bus route or how many parking spots. And and then it's meeting with the community. I, I can't tell you how much the community engagement uh, is done within the staff and within the local community. And the other thing, uh, the value uh, I see is that we work directly with a lot of the local council members and, and mayors and uh, uh, the University of Minnesota now on viral load. I mean, so there's all these partnerships that we have uh, at our disposal that we're really doing some great things if, you know, who would have predicted a partnership with the U- university of Minnesota on viral load. And, and we have uh, uh, Dr. Osterholm really uh, praising the work, you know, he's the head of epidemi- epidemiologist if I get it right uh, at the university of Minnesota. And they're, they're really praising the work that the staff did. Now, who, you know, that's something you, you don't know until you know it. Uh, and then now we're looking whether it's monkeypox or other things was how, how, how was this used in planning? Um, so, um, I'm, I think if, so again, my, my first would be engagement. The second would be the, the, um, the policy development around these things. And really, uh, we're doing some great things and sometimes you get focused on, you know, one, one aspect on, uh, but, and you fail to see the, really the broad picture there. Sure. What do you think is some of the most impactful work that you've done? Well, you know what? I, um, I spent 18 years at XL Energy. My first 10 was uh, leading local government relations and as we said back then we we're literally connected to all of our customers in the utility business and uh, and i and i had the opportunity to to uh, work on a team to negotiate the franchise agreement with the city of minneapolis but the most impactful one was working along the river i, I worked with uh, the chair chair here of Met council charlie zelli in uh, lighting the stone arch bridge uh, and we, and opening that, um, the waterways behind there and creating water power park around the, uh, the falls that's, you know, there, there was the alphabet soup, whether it was the historical society, Hennepin County, the city, the DNR. And just to get that work done, it, it took years, but, uh, it was at the end of it, you know, you can go there now and walk along the river and, and actually touch the river instead of being at some, some distant deal. Um, and then, you know, again, I, I've worked with the Sports Facility Commission on, on on looking at how we divide those those teams up uh, and get them their, their facilities and how that grows and the economic vitality that brings to a downtown. Um, so I, my uh, over uh, 10,000 foot level, I spent 26 years in corporate. Uh, my last job was at U.S. Bank, heading their foundation and community relations. But I spent another 16 in nonprofit work and social service. So there's a lot of little victories and 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 losses along the way, but uh, I'm 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 glad that you had time today because today I'm I'm down in Tulsa on the National Board of uh, Golden Gloves Boxing of America, and I don't know if that tra- that helps me in this new job I have now, but <laughs> I can I know how to defend myself. <laughs>
1: right. Well, hey, maybe that's important too. Um. You And you've done a lot with uh, workforce initiatives, right? Uh, closing employment and training gaps for communities of color and the Latino community, maybe more specifically. Can you tell me about some of that work?
2: Well, again, yeah, I was working with Workforce Next uh, and looking at what are the barriers. Um, you know, if you are an immigrant status or what kind of status you have in regard to citizenship is what determines whether you get a driver's license. If you don't have a driver's license, it's tough these days to get a job. Um, And so we're looking at policies that impact uh, different levels within the community. Um, You know, and within the Latino community specifically, we're overrepresented, if you will, in the workforce. Because the fact is, it's not that we don't have jobs. We have we have three of them just to make up the the income that you need that that uh, that someone else would need to 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 gain. Um, And now everybody's looking for workers. Uh, And so we're we're looking at how how the Latino businesses, for example. Are, are getting supplier diversity grants, or not grants, but awards from government. And I met with Secretary of State's office and, and others and say, look, we, we're, not, we're not getting the, the, these grants. And in the next couple of years, there's going to be a lot more money and in infrastructure and uh, uh, ability to, to contract. And I see it as a three-legged stool. I mean, we, government contracts a lot, over 2.2 billion uh, in products and services. The University of Minnesota does over 400 million. Of that, what goes to uh, the more diverse communities to make this more of an equitable uh, of value, if you will? And so um, that's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing there now. And so we're we're working in, a, in a, about, a um, like I said, it's like a three-legged stool. We're working to get government to uh, help certify a lot of the businesses that we have and, and make them eligible for contracts. We're working with uh, supplier diversity folks within the corporate world. Um, and each of them have their own goals and are set up. And then another one that's kind of been left left off, and that's in the public sector, some of the bigger nonprofits, if you will. I mean, they have more flexibility on contracting, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, landscaping or legal work. I mean, how how are they using and how are they engaging the Latino community? So that's kind of uh, that's that's what I'm focusing this year. Um, And, you know, we um, at the chamber kind of respond to what's going on uh, in within the businesses. So, for example, when people were applying for those PPP loans, uh, not all of them had the financial background for the last three years. Uh, and some of the, uh, the businesses are just stuck there. And so we uh, had classes on, on, um, um, on um, QuickBooks, uh, both in English and Spanish for small business. Um, we, had, we just finished a, a webinar on how to buy your own or lease your own building. Uh, what happened on Lake Street? Uh, if the building was was damaged and you, they they lost their inventory and they didn't get the insurance, uh, the building owner did, uh, and so they're realizing the importance of of having that ability. And maybe you don't you're not ready to buy, but you need to know what to, what it is. Uh, and our model over at the uh, the Latino Chamber is really leveraging the skills and assets that we have within the community. And so uh, on a quarterly basis, we'll do a a workshop on how to start your business. Uh, is it an LLC or is it sole proprietorship? We um uh, did, uh, do, we do workshops on um, real estate buying, buying your home? It's your biggest biggest asset. Uh, even if you're looking to start a business, they, they you know they know you have this kind of asset here. Um, so we we respond that way, and really it helps our Latino lawyers and and uh, realtors and everything kind of have access to the community.
1: Yeah. You know, there were a lot of promises for equity that were made, kind of in the wake of George Floyd and during uh, during COVID. Um, are you seeing a greater focus on equity? Are you seeing the the dollars come through to actually
2: live up to those promises? I, I've seen I've, I've seen uh, um, work being done. Um, if you look at the Latino Economic Development Center. They're the only uh, uh, Latino CDFI, Community de- uh, Development Finance Institution. And they, they worked really hard to get money out on the street as fast as possible to really help these businesses who lost their inventory. And, and what they'll tell you and what I've heard um, is that um, the, when you talk to the businesses, they say, John, I came here and didn't have anything. Uh, so right now we're rebuilding. Um, and so the resilience within the community is what I've seen most but I've also seen some of the resources of the banks are putting down on Lake street now and the counties and cities are, are kind of coming together and say, how do we rebuild better? If you will. Uh, and how do we make sure some of these small businesses aren't, aren't, you know, lost in this, in the mix here, because there's going to be some buildings that are going to be built and, and they're going to have to have have that design. So I, I, what I really like it is that I think, uh, you look at, um, the Lake street council again, and, and, uh, Others that are I choose luxury because there's, there's like over 300 Latino businesses there. Uh, when you really look at it, they, people are being intentful. Um, there's the regular meetings and there's people you know saying Here, here's where we grow, here's what we need. We didn't have security in this intersection. We need more uh, this this time. So I am seeing some um, 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 some coming together and being real intentful about how we rebuild. Definitely, definitely. Um, back to the council things
1: um what do you hope to see happen with transit in these next five or ten years there's a lot of you know i mean for since the beginning there's there's there's
2: pushback and things like that what do you what do you hope to see well first of all the other thing about the met councils they don't look at things in five and ten years it's 40 years and 50 years out there i told them that their 2050 plan i'll be a hundred and so (laughs) i hope i'm around for it but uh but that, so I, I see them as, as being the stalwart and, and really uh, doing that analysis and, and seeing these things through. It's not a flash in the pan. It's not a uh, it's something that you, you get and you look at and you move on. I mean, the reorganizing transit and all the different modes, whether you ride your bike or whether you uh, uh, are driving or the bus or trail. I mean, all this has to be integrated in a really uh, thoughtful way. And uh, what I like about what we're doing there is that we, again, are really engaging the local community. So some people, again, I mentioned earlier, if some people look at why the the train and, went here. Others are looking at uh, 43rd and Upton and wh- how many trees we would lose if we went this way or that way. And so we may lose four parking spots or three trees. And that's kind of the granule, uh, granule uh, kind of work that we do. And so um, it's standing on the corner looking at these uh, drawings with some other community folks and they and saying well what if we moved it 20 feet this way or added uh or better lighting um and so um I, i'm seeing that uh what i see and i looked at the transit to to 2040 plan uh and um and see things are moving i mean if we just focus on one part of it that you're we're missing the big picture i mean like i mentioned earlier this is a hundred year anniversary investment uh in this and so it's uh And things change and 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 uh but if you look at they've been very successful over the years it's that's maybe had a few challenges but if it's going to be done right you're going to have the challenges if there's no challenges it's something i don't know i I get suspicious (laughs) about it then because it's not that easy this is difficult work yeah for sure
1: um you know i rode the streetcar down by lake harriet for the first time um I don't know, a month ago or something. And it's been—it was—it's really hard thinking about transit since then to think how, you know, how far that went, uh, and it was just destroyed. Um, John, I don't think I have any other questions. Is there anything you want to add that I didn't ask about?
2: No, oh, there's a lot there here, but actually, I do appreciate the time. I was a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you did great. So no <laughs> I worries. See. Yeah. These interviews—you uh, never know where they go sometimes. Uh, but I, I appreciate the the uh, the interest um, and so no, I'm I'm you can contact me anytime. I'm learning as I go as yeah. I said and right. fourth um, fortunately, I have a great team of people that are working with me, the staff at the mid council. I ask can I get get and that's how it works. Is, what about this? And they come back and tell me, here's what we've done on that. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that as well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Uh, have a great day and enjoy uh, enjoy Tulsa.
2: <laughs> I'll do that. Thank you. Yep, Thanks again for
1: having me. Yep. See ya.